Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. I'm Dr. Ayan Panja and this is my 100th episode. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting me. If you're new to this podcast, I'm really excited today because this is episode 100. And I hadn't even noticed that it was because uh, what happens is when I record this, I have a sneak peek at the last episode on Apple Podcasts and it said episode 99 and I thought, wow. So I thought this would be a good juncture to just recap uh, in terms of the things that I've covered. And also it's been a while. I started this in May 2021 and initially I was doing it every fortnight and actually I've got a give a massive shout out to my friend Dr. Rupi Orgler, Doctor's Kitchen, because without him there would be no saving lives in slow motion because it was he that said, you need to put a podcast out there. And I'm I'm really lucky to have Joel Grove um, to produce these podcasts and he sort of buffs them up so that I don't sound ridiculous. And I was nervous at first because I'm I'm putting out these bite-sized bits of info and you don't really know how they're going to land. But I've been overwhelmed by the support and feedback from the listeners. Thank you so much. But without just reflecting and being self-indulgent, I want this to be useful, obviously, because that's the whole point. And I was looking at the episode titles over the years, and there have been some really interesting ones, you know, imposter syndrome, invisible illnesses, behaviour change, lifestyle prescriptions, resilience you know you know i don't like that word um um grief because during this period of time a lot's happened to me personally and to the world my dad passed away i've turned 50 you know i'm entered a new phase of life in a way um and it got me thinking about past present and future particularly in terms of health because that's predominantly what i talk about and i'm lucky I, i'm part of a, a whatsapp group of delightful doctors who are GPs who have the same sort of values as myself. I'm not going to name them or embarrass them, but some of them might have contributed to the book that I'm going to link to in the show notes. And there was this question about what children should be taught about health at school that popped up as a topic. So there's two strands to this. One is emergencies and the public sector and what to do in an emergency. For example, ring 999. 
or 911. And being aware of hazards, that's really important, I think, in childhood. And understanding something about how to access healthcare, you know, when to go to the pharmacist or the GP or when to really go to A&E. That's fine. But what about the rest of it? And what, what I was thinking about health promotion is that 25 years ago, so when I was starting out as a doctor, health promotion was about stopping smoking, eating five a day, the eat well plate crept in, exercising, uh, avoiding unwanted pregnancy, contraception was huge, and also awareness of sexually transmitted infections and HIV. And that would also be true for when I left school. Nowadays, I think that's different. The hazards of social media should be in there. How to look after your mental health. How big is that? Well-being didn't even exist in our common parlance 25, 30 years ago. Keeping your gut healthy, not just about eating certain foods. It's more about that, isn't it? And I do wonder whether a lot of public health advice is out of date. And one of the reasons it is out of date is because research needs to be validated before it becomes something that everyone in positions of authority pedal. Sorry, that sounds flippant. I don't mean pedal, but recommend. And if you've listened to some or all of the episodes on my podcast, you'll see that I, I it's like a massive um, colouring board or jigsaw where I'm sort of filling in little gaps that all of us have in our lives so that we can essentially put health into context and look after ourselves better than we currently are. But, you know, there's no judgment. I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm laying stuff out there. But people often ask me my view, and I think the public want to know what you think as a doctor. And that's true in any role that I've done, whether it's been in the consulting room that I still do day to day as a GP partner in the NHS, or whether it's if I'm you know, backstage at a conference or in front of the camera on the BBC. And I thought on this 100th episode, I'm going to take a liberty and tell you what I think about what I've just mentioned in terms of a kind of mini manifesto for what we ought to be trying to instill the next generation with from very early years. So there's no point in doing it when you're in your teenage years, because teenagers just, it's too late, the horse has bolted, and they're not going to listen. But by and large, um, health education, true health education, needs to be in two strands. One is prevention and the other is emergencies, broadly speaking. And I say this because um, in the middle, in between those two things, is self-care. So what's the most important starting point? Well, actually, emergencies, I, I think, link into your ability to care for yourself. Because if you're someone who's not able to do that very well, you'll think that everything's an emergency. And we've all heard those calls on TV programs to 999 for something that's really trivial. That is just a waste of resource and time. So I think the messaging is relatively good around that in terms of public health. Now, I'm going to be a bit shameless here. I still think that my symptom web, which is something that we teach doctors on prescribing lifestyle medicine, a course that I run with Dr. Chatterjee, again, a great friend and again, someone I'm very grateful to for the work that he does. But one of the things that we teach is something called the symptom web, which is a collection of eight factors. It's something I've trademarked and it sounds so obvious when I read them out. So genetics, environment, stress, sleep, diet, exercise, historic infections, 
and sunlight. Those eight factors, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again, I think it's really, really important for people to just carry these things in their minds, parents and for younger children as well, as your child is developing. Um, because if we just take one of those um, environments, I mean, think about the water we drink, the air that we breathe, the electromagnetic pollution that we're surrounded by. Just those three things are huge. And, and I, I'm not sort of saying that we should all, you know, necessarily drink filtered water and get air purifiers and not have Wi-Fi because that's just not realistic. But even just being aware that those things are affecting our health is important. There are many, many other things in just that one area of environment in terms of kind of relationships that you have, whether you live in a mouldy house or whether there's you're in a, you know you're in a toxic work environment. These things really impact our health. And it's just having the awareness that they do is a starting point. But but just have a think about those factors because they they they're things that affect us every day. Now, moving on to another one, I'm not going to go through them all because we've covered so many of these in other episodes. But genetics really important. For example, about forty percent of the population have a gene variation called MTHFR and other associated variations. Now, I'm going to put a, a link to this in the show notes, but that particular gene mutation or signature predisposes certain people to certain conditions. And we see a lot of these in NHS general practice, yet we don't still have enough rigorous evidence, you know, that means that testing for these things is routine. And a lot of people do in the private sector or through nutritional therapists, and you know they make modifications to their life. So one of the things that people with MTHFR are unable to do is actually absorb a commercial version of folic acid or folate, which often is in foods like bread or cereals, everything's fortified, and they get something called folate trapping that can make them feel very anxious or tired or drive inflammatory processes. And one of the only groups of patients of mine that are aware that MTHFR exists are women who've had the trauma of recurrent miscarriage because they've found online that that can sometimes be a causative factor. Why am I even talking about this? I think, I think the era that we're in now, we should all be aware of our genetic predispositions. That's a personal view, by the way, and there are some ethical things to consider around it. But otherwise, we're working in a very 1980s, 1990s fashion. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so that was environment and genetics. The rest are fairly self-explanatory, and if you follow me, you'll know that I've talked about those extensively. But these are the kinds of things that need prioritizing in the early years, just as eating five a day, in inverted commas, was slash is. But what trumps all of that? Well, I'll tell you what trumps it in my mind. I was doing a talk last week in London, and it was lovely to see some familiar faces. And um, there were two GPs, there were several GPs actually in the audience, but we got onto two really important discussions. One of them was about what do you do when someone comes in who is stuck in their life? You know, they've got a job that they hate, but they've got no choice but to keep doing it because they need money to pay bills. And they really have just a very difficult set of circumstances. And I said, um, this is fairly common. And one of the things is to firstly listen. And of course, there's an episode on listening on this podcast and how powerful that can be. And secondly, you know, your job as a therapist or as a doctor or as a clinician is not to solve people's problems, um, but there's an element of coaching, getting them to generate options in terms of what they can do so that they self-regulate and learn. And that made me think that GPs probably don't get quite enough training on coaching because there's often quite a lot of that in our role. The second thing that came up, and this is the thing that I really think is so important for every human being, child and adult, is another GP um, in the audience talked about introspection. And I would go as far as to say that in the modern world right now, given that we are such a neurodivergent population, um, emotionally, a lot of people struggle to be there for others. And one of the things that would really help is this idea of doing some inner work from quite a young age. Now, in its simplest form, it means writing things down. So at the back of my book, for example, it's a bit of a spoiler this if you haven't read it, but I ask you to write down what you notice in the first few weeks after you make some changes. And what I'm sneakily getting you to do there is journaling effectively. Um, and that is a great practice. One of the reasons that inner work is so important is that 
it's a well-established theory in psychotherapy that most of us are stuck emotionally as this inner child. And whatever unmet needs you have as a young child at the age of six or seven or eight tend to act out as behaviours when you're an adult. And this is magnified and completely disrupted if you have a history of trauma because the brain actually changes and sometimes it shuts down your logical left hemisphere and you get a bundle of emotional responses or, or easily triggered. Now, you know, I'm, I'm telling you that on this podcast. You may have heard it before, you may not have done, and it may make you think, wow, hang on, no one told me that before. But imagine if you'd known that years ago and if you knew that, you know, your seven or eight year old child or your, your yourself at the age of seven or eight, all you wanted was X or Y, whether it's validation from a parent or from some other source. But imagine being able to write those things down and the, the impact that would have. So going back to this manifesto in terms of what I think, that is number one for me. Absolutely because the brain sits above the rest of the body and so much illness that we see is because of emotional trauma and imbalances for want of a better word. Now, some people listening to this will think that that sounds woolly and well, no, if you've got a bad knee, you go and see a knee surgeon. Great, if that works for you, good. But actually looking at the whole system uh, in terms of our biological systems and the healthcare system and why it's on its knees, this is honestly so important and so undervalued. Um, it's one of the reasons why there, there isn't enough capacity to deal with mental health issues. I, I have, I've got a friend who used to work as a medical director in uh, the southeast, and they took on two full-time mental health workers to deal with the amount of mental health issues within the healthcare team on his patch. They were both full within days, just full of people who felt suicidal, um, which gives you an idea of how much need there is. And where that comes from, it doesn't just happen overnight because of using social media too much or a very stressful job. It starts years before, just like everything else. You don't wake up one day with a disease. There's something going on. There's a process going on in your body. And actually, the mind is exactly the same. Brain health is the same. and Understanding how you tick as a person is probably the best bit of work that we can do. And it's lifelong learning. I am myself, I hold my hands up, I am not good at this. I got very um, impatient the other day in a restaurant. Uh, I was out with the family and anyway, it's a long story. And I afterwards I felt terrible thinking, actually, you know what? I should have just listened to my own advice there and actually taken that extra second. But anyway, it was something very frustrating and quite minor in the end, but I could have handled it better. Okay, so what else? Well, I guess on that same tip, I've talked a bit about the past and what it was like and how things change and evolve. You know, for example, we all know about the mineral content of vegetables is worse now than it was 50 years ago in the UK, or that our drinking water has forever chemicals in it. And of course, if these things are changing, then symptoms and illnesses will change as time goes on. Looking to the future, the reason I think this kind of prevention manifesto is so important is, you know, Earth is fighting back after many years of us 
not really thinking about consequences of what we're doing collectively. I'm not a massive eco-warrior. I, I, I worry about it, but I, I have to say I'm more one of those people that pay lip service to it. And I do my bit, but I'm certainly not very active. But, you know, depending on the kind of future we want for future generations and the rest of our lives, if you're someone who, who's good at spotting trends and you see things like the shift in age ranges of people developing cancer or the rise in mental health problems, it's obvious we need to take this action now. So just reflecting, I think, you know, I, I love doing this podcast and it's no work for me. And I just hope it's useful or of some value to you. Clearly it is. I'm really blown away and so grateful for the ratings. Um, if you like what you hear, please tell your friends about it. Please subscribe and please leave me a rating, a good one, of course. And next week, I'm going to be talking about a subject area that has changed arguably more than any other area, bar one, in medical science and clinical work. So I'll let you just ponder on what that might be. But in the meantime, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for making this podcast a success. I think it's a success because people listen to it and have fed back that they value it. And that means the world to me, really. And if I can even help just one person, then it's been worthwhile so far. Please keep the suggestions coming in. I do get through them eventually. And until next time, do look after yourself. Take care. Bye for now. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.